Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, Steelers, Buccaneers on Sunday. Crowley Dunlap here with you. Before we get into the news of the weekend, a little debate we're having with one of our buddies in the media. Colin, I was thinking about this. Kenny Pickett is a rookie. I think so much about how good a player becomes is where the player lands in the opportunities that he is given. And Tom Brady to me is case in point. If Tom Brady doesn't see Drew Bledsoe get hurt, He's the greatest quarterback of all time, this guy. If Drew Bledsoe wins a Super Bowl in 01, does Tom Brady ever become the GOAT? Is he ever given the real opportunity? I've always wondered this, but I was thinking about it because of Kenny Pickett. If Tom Brady doesn't see Scott Driesbach get hurt in college and Drew Henson not perform well, he might not even ever be a sixth-round pick and get an opportunity at Michigan. He He might wind up back at San Diego State or transfer home to um, San Jose and just be okay and not be surrounded by great players. It really is remarkable to me the way that his career unfolded and what he became. And there's always that hypothetical. Had Ben Roethlisberger wound up a Cleveland Brown, would he have been successful? I bet you Ben would have been good in Cleveland. I'm not so sure he would have made the Hall of Fame, though. I think where you land matters Big time. And I thought Kenny Pickett landed in a good spot because of the stability of this organization, Colin, and the skill position players that he's surrounded with. Now I'm not so sure. If Ben would have landed in Cleveland, he would have been Jeff Blake, but more years. man. They'd have given him more time. Yeah. Like he would have been a quarterback like that. Like really respected – but never been able to achieve. I don't think he – do you think he would have been like Goff was in um, – or uh, what's the name was in Detroit before he went out to um, – Stafford. Stafford was, excuse me, in Detroit? Yeah, he, that's a pretty good – that's a pretty good call. I bet you Ben would have been successful, made the playoffs a couple of times, had some losing seasons too, but would not be a guy that was thought of as a Hall of Famer. See, I think that Stafford would would have been a Hall of Famer, even if he doesn't end up out West. Like, if he would have just rode it out. Statistically. Just, yeah, because yeah. the numbers were so ridiculous. What a debate, though. Like, 
I'm trying to think of somebody he would be compared to. Jeff Blake's probably a bad one. It just came to the top of my mind as like a quarterback that had a good couple years and was respected amongst his peers, but really wasn't ever great. Yeah. Um, but Stafford might be more like it, like an individual talent that was wonderful, but always had to toil in anonymity because his team sucked. Yeah. I think it just, I think it matters big time where you land. Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel's a good one. I mean, even think about now moving it forward, what Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Like when he came out, a lot of people said, okay, this Cincinnati franchise is a dumpster fire. Yeah. But look at the skill position guys they have. And this was even before Jamar Chase. It was a nice nest egg. I, I've been thinking about Kenny Pickett and what we're going to see over the next 12 weeks. And this will get us into the debate that we are having with uh, with one of our media friends here, Colin. Maybe for you, even a friend in real life. How about that? About what Kenny Pickett over the next 12 weeks needs to do. But he's not surrounded with as much talent, I think, as people thought coming into the year, myself included. Like Deontay Johnson's a good player. I don't think he's great. Chase Claypool's a mediocre player. I don't think he's good. George Pickens may well one day be great. He might be good now, but there's still going to be a learning curve there. Uh, I've had this internal debate with myself. What to make of these next 12 weeks for Kenny Pickett? What say you? Well, I think it's a proving ground. I think it is a, a situation where it is – it's a tryout of sorts. That's okay. If you're asking me to be the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, not even the general manager, because the general manager isn't in charge of football here. He's a businessman. If you're asking me to be the football operations guy or whatever, the grand uh, poopa of all things football. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Whitel football. If you're asking me to be that, I would make it a, I would make it a tryout a 12 week tryout because of this. Let's say that Kenny Pickett isn't good. And look, I think it's going to be moot. Let me preface this with I think it's going to be moot. I think he's going to show maybe not exponential, but incremental um, advancement and be pretty good. And then they're going to get to the end of the year and say, yeah, he's our guy. Yeah, He, he might not have knocked our socks off, but yes, we, we like what we see. But let's say that doesn't happen. Generational quarterbacks or top five quarterbacks, because if he doesn't play well and they win four or five games – they're going to draft draft in the top five. Mm-hmm. How often are the Pittsburgh Steelers in a position to draft in the top five? I don't know if I would take a quarterback, but the fact that some people think just knee jerk off the just no way do you even think about it. If one of those guys potentially you think could be better, you're derelict of duty to not take the most important position and upgrade. It's yeah, at the very least, it's something you consider. It's not something that you just dismiss out of hand. If Kenny Pickett does not blow your socks off, if he does not have a tremendous rookie season and CJ Stroud's coming out and you have your sights set on even an offensive tackle or a defensive lineman, one of those freaks, but you say, you know what? If CJ's there, we got him. We got to do our due diligence. And if you don't do that, yeah, it's, it's a dereliction of duty. And I think it's, you, you have to get quarterback right, obviously. If you stick with Kenny Pickett and he has a bad year this year to play along with the hypothetical, mm-hmm. and you do it because, well, we thought last year he was the guy. If he shows you anything this year that makes you think he's not the guy, you have to move on because you're going to waste 
You're just going to waste another year and maybe even a year after that trying to figure it out or trying to shoehorn him in or trying to build the roster around that guy. Whereas we've now seen franchises in the NFL and Arizona's the example. Josh Rosen, they said, you know what? He's not it. This next guy we think is going to be better. You're allowed to do that. They and were actually, destroyed for it at the time. Even how bad Josh Rosen was, they were yep. destroyed for it. They were. And, you know, I actually thought it was brilliant because, yeah, you admit fault and you effed up before. But instead of being married to your mistake, you are actually now you're, you're just you're cutting it out and you're moving on. So, yeah, you have to look at it. And Aditi Kikabala, she uh, she disagreed, though, huh? Yeah, she thinks you ride it out that you look at. And, and look, I, I can't keep citing Peyton Manning being 3-13 and 13 his rookie year as applicable to this situation because it's not. I think that Peyton Manning had a much higher pedigree coming in. Peyton Manning was – it was a different construct in terms of contracts at that time. Mm-hmm. And it, it just Absolutely. was – Absolutely, good point. Yeah, it was just much different. And New England – or pardon me, Indianapolis had not built – a defense that was one ready-made, but two, a clock was ticking to where it was going to break up. Well, and here's the other thing. Baker Mayfield had a really good rookie season, and then he's wound up to not be very good. So it's not a science. What what you do your first year means that you know what's going to happen going forward. But what if it's not even about Kenny Pickett? What if it's about the quarterback that's sitting there in the top 10? And if that guy's looking you, and again, I keep using CJ Stroud, let's say it's Bryce Young, Will Levis, whatever, that guy's there and you think they're great and you never thought you'd be picking in the top 10 this year. The Steelers in their wildest dreams never thought they'd be picking in the top 10. That guy's there. It might not even have anything to do with Kenny Pickett. You they can took view Chase that independently. when the wide receiver room was full. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly right. I mean, with essentially their first pick. Yep. Uh, whenever he was a second round pick, but he was their first pick. The wide receiver yeah. room still had Juju in it and it had Deontay Johnson. It was pretty full at that time. Yeah. Uh, I, I, again, I think it'll be a moot point, but if, if you tell me I can't say that Kenny Pickett hasn't blown me away through six quarters, and I think he's been pretty good, but he hasn't mm-hmm. blown me away, why can the inverse be true? Why can people comfortably say, after just six quarters, he's the guy for the next few years. Right. It just needs to play out both ways. Right. And what it is, it's it's a lot of confirmation bias, I think, for, for most people. Not not saying for you, but people, people who like Kenny Pickett coming out, he's played pretty well. People who haven't, well, he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. Uh, you, you and me, I mean, we're smart people. That's why we're doing the fourth down on the Steel City podcast. I think he's been pretty good. But there's a lot of time left in the season. Yeah, go ahead. It, it, and that's what's going to tell the story here it, is the body the of work. In sports talk show history that I've been involved in it, where people are telling me, because I'm not rushing to judgment, that I'm wrong. Right. It, like the pe- People are rushing to judgment already like this man is the savior. I don't know if he is or if he isn't. It's okay to let it play out. It is. It's okay. There's a word for that. It's nuance. When we return, Colin, I want to get into it. It sort of becomes nuts and boltsy 
of talk show host. But I think the people are going to want to hear it. Plus, there's an injury to a Steeler. Or, well, we found something out about a Steeler. We'll get to that coming up next. It's fourth down in the Steel City.